Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. Here I am. Welcome to the Nikki Glazer Podcast. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. That's what I meant to say it. Like, it's Wednesday. Oh boy. What a show we have for you today. We have a special guest on. I'm excited to have him in. It was an impromptu booking of just like, I want to hear what this dude has to say about my co-host, Andrew Collin, um, someone who knows him very closely and personally and has good stories about the way he was. Because like we were talking about on the show yesterday, you only like remember things the way you remember them. And there's always someone else's side of the story. And Andrew is very good about presenting himself as he was in the past, like telling the really like sad parts of his life. And some of it makes me want to cry just of how, um, oh man, there was a story this weekend about he and his girlfriend getting a cat, which I'm sure he just got this cat to like impress her because, you know, his college relationship with this girl was just him like trying to win her back. Then he would get her back. He would, like, work out and get in good shape and take care of himself, stop drinking. She would come back to him. Then he would fall apart again, and then she would reject him. 
And then the other day, I guess we talked about this on air the other day. He was like, she never went down on me. And it was like, yeah, because you didn't wash herself. <laughs> like we figured out that she wasn't just like frigid or not giving. It's like, you know, you look back on relationships and you can, when you hear one side of like a breakup, it just is so easy to villainize the other person and not have any perspective of like no I've heard about your past boyfriends and I'm like oh I hate them but it's like if I talk to them they might have a little uh, a tale to tell you know do you so, feel so many do you feel like I mean in the uh, there's like even there are things that I'm like very ashamed of in relationships in the past and like I kind of was talking to one of my exes today about um uh, he was kind of talking about he he does a radio show here in St. Louis and he was talking about on I listen to the radio show every morning and he was talking about um, podcasts like what's your like what's the most niche podcast that you would want to start and they were just talking about different funny ideas and um, he he said to me just in a text like oh I would love I want to start a podcast where people who've been talked about on podcasts come on to set the story straight and say like the <laughs> and it's called like the other side. And I was like, Ugh, I know. And then I, I went into this whole apology again to him of like, I was in a bad place. And he was like, oh, I didn't mean this to like bring up something. I was just like saying that's an idea. And I'm like, no, it's, it's not. First of all, it's not a bad idea to have like, it would be interesting to have a podcast where it's like two sides of a breakup where the first episode you've, well, I guess I've done that before with like different shows that show the different ways people have interpreted it like um I guess the affair was like that did you ever watch that show no I never watched it it was about the two sides of an affair and like how was someone's what what they what happened on their side of things and then of course the Taylor Swift song that I or the songs that I love so much um it, from folklore where she writes about this like high school affair you get all the sides of the story and you can empathize with all of the characters because it takes two to tango, but um, you know, right. uh, it's what what would ex boyfriends say about you, Noah, in terms of like? No, don't make me reveal no, it. No, really. I mean, <laughs> no, you no. don't have to. You don't have to. But like, they would say that I was jealous. I, I was like, um, like oh probably unhinged. I think would be a word they would use. <sighs> unhinged is a really. That's the new like nag. You know what I mean? Like there's certain yeah. words for women. That's the new cunt. I would rather be called a cunt than unhinged or spiraling. <laughs> like that's a trigger for me. Oh, just any kind of I like. Uh, uh, if you look up the word, if you do, um, you know, look up crazy in a thesaurus. Any word that follows that is would be one that I don't like. But unhinged means she doesn't know how she's coming off. Like that person. That's my biggest fear yes. of like people are talking about me behind my back of like ugh, no the elephant in the room is that nikki is crazy i don't mind being told to my face i'm unhinged while i'm being unhinged but when it's like later on i find out people have like talked about it and they're like yeah you we kind of all noticed like you were pretty unhinged like that would be i don't want to be like a an old cabinet door i don't want to be unhinged <laughs> i like yeah what are other adjectives that I just cannot stand? I mean, when Joe Rogan called me a lot, that hurt. But um, it, it, I let it in, and I use it now as my intro. Andrew, when he brings me on stage, he says, "Like you know, we're from the roast, and 
her comedy specials and Joe Rogan called her a lot. <laughs> it's, I just like it because it's, it kind of does prepare people for what they're about to get. I am a lot and that's okay. Um, but it was interesting to talk to my ex and like this morning kind of go over, cause we've already talked about it extensively about where, like when I would, you know, misrepresent things in podcasts, my side of the story and, it was like I was in pain and I didn't know how to deal with it. So I was just blathering on and making myself the victim because I was like so I was I didn't I, I didn't respect myself at that time. I was like in the depths of like just, you know, abusing myself with food and um, pot and just like overworking. And like if you are, you know, we all know this, but if you're treating yourself like shit, you're definitely going to treat other people like shit it's gonna be your first inclination actually is to like treat others like crap because um yeah and it's it's hard not to I was a total bitch this weekend and I regret it and I owe like I said I, I owe an apology I mean I already apologized but I think I owe another one and what I would like to say is how I well I did that too we kind of talked about it it was with my t tour manager and you know, Anya, my opener, is my tour manager's girlfriend. And my tour manager is, like, this amazing, accomplished musician, Matt Pond. Matt Pond, PA, um, is his name that he uses uh, as a musician. But he's incredible and, like, so hardworking and just wants everything to go so smoothly. He's always trying to do his best. And we landed at an airport, and there was no plan of, like, how to get to the hotel. Because there it was a small airport. There's no Ubers. There were no taxis. And there was, we were just all kind of like looking at each other. And if it were up to, when I travel alone, when I used to, I know that this is a small airport. So I've already looked into what am I going to do to get there? Is there a shuttle? Is someone from the festival picking me up? Like, and we all just were kind of like looking at each other like, wait, I thought you knew. Wait, I thought you knew. And I'm like, if I would have known that we didn't have a plan, I would have done it myself. And then I just hate waiting. I hate getting somewhere and like just sitting around and waiting. I'm really uncomfortable with it. And that's my problem. You're really, you're really efficient with your time. It's something that I really love about you. Like you know how to like plan your day, like like to the T. You know exactly how long something will take. What at what minute you're gonna arrive? Yeah, you're so efficient with time. I love that. I really am. I mean, I'm. I haven't been great about it with you because I'll be like seven minutes, and then it'll be more like <laughs> nine minutes. But usually, I am really good about. I will be there. Yesterday, I was yeah, running yeah. late for a sound healing session, and I go, I'll be there. Supposed to be there at four. I was like four oh nine, and I got there exactly at four oh nine. Like I'd rather say that than four ten. I'm. I always. But the thing is, it. I leave no space to wait because when I wait, I feel. Um, I just get so angry when my time is being used to just do nothing. You know, I can always be on my phone, or I could pick up. I could read something. I could read an art. I could sit down and read while they figure out the the car situation. I didn't need to freak out and be like, I need to know where we're like, it just was unnecessary and everyone's trying their best. And, you know, I want to make sure it doesn't happen again. So part of me is like, I need to scare everyone with my mood so that they know mm -hmm. that this is not to happen again, but that's not the right way to do it. And, and I hate when people shut down and I would rather a confrontation of like, why don't we have a ride? 
who said that we were supposed to and like look someone in the eye, but in, I'm so bad with confrontation that instead I am talking as I'm looking in my phone and just like muttering under my breath. Then I go and I sit over by myself and I'm like, I'm just going to take care of it. And I go off by myself and leave everyone. It's just like, and then I'm in the car on the shuttle to the hotel and I'm just quiet listening to like my music. And it's just like, you're creating an air of like, I'm pissed and everyone has to sit in this fucking water that you just pissed in. Like I peed in the hot tub and it's just rude. And I think everyone relates to it. And I know that people are going to be like, Nikki's such a bitch. Why did she do this? I'm telling you I was a bitch. I'm aware of it. So don't get mad at me. Um, everyone has, there's no one on earth who hasn't let their anger get the best of them in situations. Um, I'm able to look at it and go, oof, I don't want to do that again. How can I not? And I think it's just a matter of, I don't, I mean, I don't know. What do I do in that moment? I think it's a matter of realizing everyone, no one's trying to make me mad. Like, that's the thing I always beg when I make someone mad or would make my ex-partners, like, mad. I'd be like, will you just forgive me? Because I promise you it wasn't intentional. Like, I'm not trying to hurt you. So will you just extend that it's, like forgiveness because yeah. you know it's an accident like if I was maliciously doing something and trying to connive a way of like I'm gonna hurt him which I've done before to people it's just a disgusting thing but I I have been premeditated in my uh like bitchiness but um or I want to say people. I want to say that like you acknowledging this on the show and going through it is not making an excuse for you doing it I think this is a process and like you said that you used to be like, you know, like when you would do this, it was very like premeditated. I think this is like a like a a, a fate like phase that you have to go through before you learn how to deal with what happens to you emotionally. Yes. Yeah. You have to you have to walk yourself through it and go, OK, this is what happened. And it's so it's so embarrassing. I mean, none of this is like and this was two days ago. This wasn't years ago right. where I'm like, oh, I've changed since then. Um and yeah, I guess I just am reluctant to share things because in the past when I've shared that I was bitchy, people have been like, Nikki treats all her friends so terribly. And I'm like, I told you it's I not did. not true. I'm aware of it. <laughs> like, right. Uh, you don't have to tell me and you don't have to talk amongst yourselves about it. And um, I'm trying to be better. I know it's wrong. But I, I mean, for the most part, I think that I've I've gotten a lot better at it. And I just I just have to remember. It's like the golden rule. That's like, do I, would I want someone to do this to me? But then I go, I would never fuck it up this way. I would have done this. And it's like, yeah, you would have, but you're not the person that this person is. So maybe their experience, the way they handle things, wouldn't have thought a thousand steps ahead. I'm very, I just think too many steps ahead. And you're right, Noah. Like today I'm, I'm having lunch with a friend and... I get done. I'm, I'm, you know, working on writing a book, and I have a meeting with my the woman that's helping me do that from two to th or from uh, one thirty to two thirty, and I'm meeting my friend for lunch right downstairs from me, and I was like, I'm just gonna tell him two forty five because even that is too much time in between things. I just want to go boom boom, but I go, what are you doing today? I actually go, let's do three o'clock so that like. Maybe I have time, but here's the problem. If I make it three o'clock, I'll pick up my guitar and I will get lost in a song and I'll be like one more and then I'll be late. But if I'm stacking things, I don't have time to get distracted in between. I think it's an ADD thing. I don't know. I'm just very, um, I, 
I also, last night, Andrew and I went out. For the first time ever, we socialized. Wow. We went to a bar um, on Cherokee Street, if you're familiar with St. Louis. It was called Whiskey Ring. Kuh. We said the name was Kuh. <laughs> uh, my friend Taylor is in town. She's from, um, she was in Tulum with us. And then um, she's in town for like a wedding. And so we met her and a bunch of her friends down there. And then I was like, Andrew, will you go with me? And then I invited a couple people who are in town who are going to be following me around with cameras. Can't really get into details about that, but I met them. And we're about to start that process. There are people that moved to St. Louis to follow me around with cameras is all I can say right now. And they're living here for eight weeks. Like they live in LA and New York respectively. And they, like there's I think five people here just living here. And so I invited them out too because we're about to start this thing together on Saturday. And honestly, when I went out and decided to do this thing where I get followed around with cameras, I didn't understand like how much time they would be following me around. Let me just say I just thought, I don't know what the fuck I thought. Honestly, no clue what I thought this was going to be. Found out last night in a like fun bar setting that it was going to be 10 hours a day of being followed by cameras. Let me just say I almost started crying and I couldn't, I had to like keep it in because what that said to me, and by the way, my only break from being filmed 10 hours a day is going on the road and working and traveling all day and doing shows at night. So for the next eight weeks, I have zero days where I'm not working, like literally zero days. I've set myself up for this. I asked for it. I started kind of panicking because I'm like, I need sleep and I like to stay up. I like to, I, 10 hours a day, that's a fine work day of being followed around, but I'm doing activities all day. I mean, this isn't just watching me play guitar and like talk to Andrew in my kitchen. This is, and make my bed maybe. Like this is going out and doing things, which, you know, you guys know I don't like things. And I kind of freaked out, Noah. Like I just got really quiet and started thinking like, oh my God, like I thought it was maybe a couple hours a day. But why would a crew move out here for a couple hours a day? That doesn't make sense. Like, this is going to be a lot of work. But then I was like, okay, it's eight weeks. That's fine. And I'm honestly doing this because I want to be totally okay exposing, like, every part of myself. And it's not because I'm like, I think I'm so interesting. I need the world to see. And this needs to be documented. It, I mean, maybe it's a little that, but it's mostly, like, I think this is for me to put myself out there as much as possible so that my biggest fear is people seeing me for who I really am and not them not liking it. Like, you know, intimacy. So getting close to someone, having them see all your flaws and then being like, actually, you're not what I thought you were. You suck. And so I'm doing my biggest fear of like, I'm not gonna be able to hide who I am at all in this. I'm not buying a new wardrobe for it. I'm not cleaning my house. I'm not doing anything different. I'm just like being myself, wearing my hair the same way, not getting hair and makeup done for this, gonna be on camera, normal. And it's it really is, I realized last night, a experiment for myself to accept myself for what I am and not try to present anything else to the public or wherever this ends up. I can't tell you where yet. You know, like it's not, it's it's for me to go, here I am, and if you don't like it, 
that's okay. I'm going to live. It's like Dancing with the Stars. Like, I thought dancing live on TV and getting eliminated first, if you would have presented that scenario to me before I went on that show, I would have said, that is the worst thing that could ever happen. I'll never recover. Well, guess what? It was fine. And now, and that taught me things that you fear. Um, if you set yourself up to do things that you're scared of, on the other side of it, you just, you have this immense freedom of like, oh, I could do anything. You know, like, uh, do you ever, what's like a thing you've done, Noah, that you were really scared to do that you did, even though you didn't want to, but like you did it only because you know that feeling on the other side of it. And did you, did you know you were going to have that feeling? Because I didn't know once you lean into something you're so scared of and get through it, it opens you up to a world of possibilities, not just that thing again, but like anything. Yes. Uh, I, I guess I would say like camping or any kind of like mountaineering or thing really outside my element. Like ice mountaineering? Like didn't you go ice? Yeah. I went ice climbing, climbing, just like doing, yep. Something that I would never even imagine myself doing. God, I mean, I get nervous when I try to fix my ice maker and lift the little bar up so it starts making it again. And like, I'm gonna, like, uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah, you, you, and you've done, you've competed um, with- uh, In In jujitsu. You've done horseback riding. You bought manuals on how to fix your house. Like- (laughs) You go into things that you're not naturally like no one would go, oh, yeah, that's what that's what gr- girls. That's what a five foot two. Are you five foot two? Five foot three. Five foot three. Like girly girl would do. And then you realize like, I mean, I have a joke about it in my act and I don't want to ruin it. But like after I licked a man's asshole one time, I was like, that's the most disgusting. I never, ever would have dreamed of doing that. I would maybe a night a nightmare about doing it, but I would never want to do that. It wasn't like I was like, I want to and I'm scared. Like even dancing with the stars, I wasn't like, I want to. I was like, I actively never want to. That's not don't ever offer me that. And 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 the same with e- licking ass like at one time. And I hate to be disgusting, but on the other side of licking a man's asshole, I was like, I could do I can do anything. I could be I could be president. So let's get into it. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which 
it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country. 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer, and so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does, and it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time, you want it to look really good, and you want it to like stand the test of time in terms of like fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince, because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year-round. I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. Washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces like these globe boho hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C Quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Hey, Andrew. Yo. Yo. I was just telling Noah that we went out last night and socialized. Whoa, it, dude, it we, got wild, dude. We've never socialized. It was, I'm so you? glad you went, because at first you were like, I don't want to go. Well, I just woke up from a nap ski. I was a little tired ski. Uh yeah, did you say the name of the place? Yeah, yeah. Kuh. whiskey Kuh. ring, whiskey ring, where you don't know what's gonna happen, but you kind of do. It's just like a bunch of people drinking it was, outside, but it was a cool, it was a cool vibe. I liked way, it. By the way, St. Louis hipsters are so much cooler than Brooklyn they're hipsters. Actual hipsters, yeah, because they're like <laughs> their parents aren't rich; they're paying probably two hundred dollars in rent to live on top of a rat, like. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, they probably travel by rat. They really are. They're like hipsters. Hipster. And I was like looking around. I was like, I, I kind of respect these hipsters. Because yeah. they're not. They're, they're not. They're not. <laughs> they're not. They're just the way that they're just different. It and reminds me of how my stepbrother is like Florida. Like, he has 
80 tattoos, but none of them are ironic. It's like my dead cousin, my wave, a snake. Like, but they're not like, they're cool, but like he just. There's no sense of irony. No. Your cousin probably doesn't even know what. He doesn't even know why the snake would be. Funny to anyone else. (laughs) It's just a cool snake. Yeah. I mean, he's Jake the snake, right? Yeah. Why is he that? Because he got a snake on his arm. Okay, well, that's hilarious that the snake tattoo preceded the nickname. Did you want to be Andrew the Jaguar? (laughs) Doesn't rhyme, though. Andrew the... Andrew the... The, um... (laughs) What are you, Nikki? Age-inappropriate tattoo? Yeah, Nikki the, uh... uh, Maybe we'll get her eyelashes tattooed one day. (laughs) I mean, I, I would like to get a tattoo one day just to... Because it's just like this this preciousness about not doing it is almost kuh. Yes. Like, you know, like being like, I don't have tattoos is kuh too. Saying you don't have, uh, I was watching this TikTok video that really made me laugh. People that don't drink coffee, they're like, I don't drink coffee. <laughs> like this girl was making fun of people that say oh, they don't drink oh, coffee. Oh, yes. And she just kept I mean, going. they are better than the rest of us, <laughs> I think. They're just like pure human. Because we're all fucking doped up on this thing that we all think is like makes us normal, but it yes. makes us insane. We're all, that's why we all have anxiety disorders, because we're just <laughs> imbibing caffeine all the time. Like this mainlining, this, it's a drug. Yeah. That's so, but, if but. You never think it's a drug. Just go to the airport and see the line at Starbucks and see the line for Chick fil A. Those two, th- I don't know what they put in Chick fil A, probably coffee and chicken, fat and sugar <laughs> and yeah. oil. You know, and like it was salt. So One time I was at the airport, and the line for Chick Fil A was like a mile. And then you know how McDonald's copied their chicken sandwich? I didn't know that. Oh, uh, they okay. pretty much verbatim. They tried to. It was called the Southern Chicken Sandwich. And the lady working at McDonald's goes, "We got the same sandwich. We got the same." <laughs> sandwich. The lady, she just kept going, "We got the same sandwich." I, I mean, when I have to go Dunkin's instead of Starbucks, or like a Pete's yeah. coffee, or a Caribou coffee. <laughs> I just am like a little bit, you know, it's just there's some, they they figured out something that makes it addictive. It's not about like it actually tastes better. I, I, I just don't subscribe to that. And you know how I feel about coffee. It doesn't taste good. Yes. Children would drink it if coffee tasted good. When children accidentally drink a coffee, an iced coffee thinking it's a Coke, they spit it out in disgust. <laughs> Unless it's super sugary, which is why people add sugar to make it taste better. You get, have you ever said your order on here? I mean, uh, probably not. Let's go not. through your order because it's a it's it's a fun one. I spend twenty dollars a day on coffee. <laughs> your only vice. I am not <laughs> proud of that. I don't think it's cool. It's actually kuh, kind of to even say that I do that. Like it's so, it's embarrassing. No, there's nothing. It's not kuh because I don't think I'm cool. But it is. That's why I don't like give having people buy me coffee because it's too embarrassing to tell them what I want. Yeah. Um. I often just send a screenshot of the order from the mobile app because <laughs> writing it out or looks like out I'm loud. sending a text message, an apology to someone. <laughs> you know, it's just a tower of text. This is how I order. Hi, can I get a um? And it's it's in this voice yeah, because it, I'm already really a like sorry that I'm ordering it. you get a salad it. from Subway, it's the same voice. It's the same voice. I, I'm I, about I, to be a twat. <laughs> So, like, I just want you to know that, like, I'm going to tip you enormously on the back end of this. So, um, hi, yeah, can I get a um, venti extra hot mm. almond milk latte uh, with two pumps of sugar free? And, and then they type it in, and I go, and they go, is that all? And I go, with two pumps of sugar free vanilla. All right, is that all? Can I get anything else? And two stevia. 
um, we have a sugar bar. I'm like, oh, oh, you implemented that again. Okay, great. Oh, I'll put it in myself. Okay, thank you so much. And then they say, then it's just, and then I say sorry. Yes. Bunch. I wonder if they like, if it's, they get absurd orders all day long. I mean, I follow the and subreddit saying- and I know exactly what they get and like how ridiculous it gets. This is not terrible in terms of a, a drink to make as a barista. This yeah. isn't the worst of the worst. I'm saying it could be fun for them to get an absurd drink, you know? Like, I get a fucking small coffee with uh, oat milk and two steve. They're like, oh, boring. Maybe it's fun for them to put in nine pumps and four and get it right. And, like, I don't We'd know. Like, have to ask, yeah. Yeah, or they hate it. I, or they hate it. I know everything. that, but I just know that their favorite drink when you order it, besides, I think, maybe just a regular drip coffee with nothing, yeah. is um, an iced chai, an iced, an iced chai latte. Why is that the easiest? It's it's just ice and then you pour in two things okay. as opposed to like steaming and then mixing and shaking and, and blending and all these other things. Like ice chais are, in terms of the manpower that goes into it, the most marked up thing. It is so interesting. I think like you're talking how coffee is a drug, weed is a drug, but if you make it commercialized – and like a fun sign, like you could sell anything. It's like f- big pharma, whatever, yeah. selling oxycodone, but it's in a pharmacy. Like it's just interesting. Like if you package something right, you could you could lie to everyone and be like, oh wow, that well, is. I mean, I, I I see you eating things all the time that are like have a green package, so you think they're healthy. Like yeah. I know your brain. Well, goes- I eat the cardboard around it. <laughs> <laughs> like you'll buy those juices a lot of times. Not a lot. And thinking I, I've like, been anti. I haven't been Mister Juice, but I used to be Mister Juice. I see yeah. people drinking juices and smoothies, <laughs> and it's just this illusion of health yeah. because it's fruits and vegetables, right? Yes, like, yes. how could that be bad? And it's if you look at those sh- <laughs> the sugar content, it's three snickers. I mean, it's it's insane. And, but I'm um, getting my broccoli. But it has a but it has a vegetable on the the cover of it on the package. I mean, it, everything is marketing. I mean, that's what we talked about with the edge the comedian is yeah. like that's all marketing that's that's using people's stupidity and the way our brains work people especially ad geniuses and people who you know sell this stuff go in and go you know we've done studies and the facebook the color of the font on facebook the the shape of the c and how they you know every little thing yeah starbucks like the the color the music they play the wood they use the hot girl with the green face the way they call their employees partners and like it's all done (laughs) so that you buy more it's not done because they're like good people or because this is good for you hey it's just a small town coffee shop that was started in seattle in a little marketplace. Yeah, we saw it this weekend. Yeah, we didn't but go into it. Everything is, mar- I, I mean, I'm fascinated by it. I really want to get in more into, you know, the psychology of things and why we do things. I mean, we got into an interesting discussion last night about polyamory and monogamy that, you know, ba- we should follow up on. I started like reading up on polyamory because I'm just like, yeah, I think that's what we're meant to do. And I think that monogamy, <laughs> oh, like, I don't know. I just came. I just came upon the idea of. I heard this once, but people are like, "No, you can't. You can't be in two relationships and love two people equally. That's not possible. Like, if if you have a, if you have one boyfriend, you can't have another boyfriend. You're gonna. You're not gonna love one as much as the other. One's yeah. always gonna get more love. Okay, that's what everyone says. I would never let my boyfriend have another girlfriend because then he's gonna love her more than me, or he's gonna love me more than her, and I'm not gonna get all of him. What about when you have kids? If you have one kid and then you decide to have a second kid, does anyone go, 
I don't think you should have that second kid because <laughs> you don't. You're gonna have to split your love. Yeah, you, and didn't, that, you didn't even fuck the first one. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking. <laughs> no one's. No one says that about when someone has five no. kids. They don't go. Well. Well, how many partners is too many? Do you? However think? many you want. Like I just feel like if you told me, I said this last night to you, and I'm not saying that I want this because I think that the thing is when you. It's all about sex. When you bring sex into something, it changes it. Mm -hmm. that, is, that is the difference between friendships, having children and pets, multiple pets. When you have multiple sex partners and having that like love intimacy, people just cannot handle sharing that. But we share everything else. If you said to me, Nikki, I don't know, your friendship with Anya, like we're best friends and you say Anya's your best friend too, like yeah. I think you need, I, I, you, it's either me or her because you, I need your like best friendship. I would be like, fuck you, Andrew. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm not allowed to have more than one friend. That's insane. Yet for some reason, we all go, oh, you can't possibly have two boyfriends. And it's like, wait, why? Yeah. If, we if we take, if everyone gets tested and we take that, the risk. Well, the, the, I think the, if it's an open communication, you're honest about the situation. I just think like if you're dating one and the other one doesn't know. No, no, know, no, I'm talking about honest. Yeah, if it's but, honest, but, then I think it's fine. I, I honestly course, don't have no arguments one, with it. No, 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 that's not the point. My yeah. point is, yeah, there are people that are fine with it and honest. There's poly communities. Yeah. But I'm saying no, they're so few. It, it, if you want to be polyamorous, it lowers your like dating pool down to nothing. Yeah. Like there are so few people and it's all based on well, it's ownership. Also, it's also interesting. It's like, well, one, once you classify yourself as dating someone, then it's exclusive. But anytime before that, you could date multiple people, sleep with many people, like many people. Not, not openly, not because you can't. You know, when you well, you don't ask, you don't tell. You I don't, know, yeah. but then, but then, you know, if you want to date someone else while you're dating this girl, you're worried that she might see you with them, like. If, no, no, if you my, ran into I'm each other, it'd be a whole you, mess. I'm agreeing with you, though. I'm saying the point is, is like we go from like you could date multiple people and you can go on different dates and you need to date more. You need to like a lot of people. Yeah, go and on. then you go from there to one person. Yeah, you're right. And, one, and it's like a big jump and there's nothing really kind of in the middle of like, let's kind of date and kind of love each other and multiple people. I just you know had I mean? a like a really like a like, I don't know, an awakening yesterday where I was just like, wait, why do we only get one? I'm really like. Well, how about this? Right into the show, if you're a married couple and you're happy, and explain why it's great to be married. And then, if you're polyamorous, let's hear from you and say why it's great, and maybe hear from actually people that are. Going I don't want to prompt that yet because we haven't gotten into why that's the prompt. You just jumped a big thing. Yeah, yeah, I went you big. Went, I went ham. We gotta get. <laughs> ham we gotta get to the news, but I just want to bring that up. And if anyone out there, I will say, if anyone out there is in the poly community and wants to um, forward me any like research like scientific research about wh why it works, why it doesn't yeah. work, why monogamy even exists and, and, and any books, I would really like to to hear about it and read about it. But don't come on to me and ask me to like fuck you or anything like that. I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want someone unless... to be like, I would love you to be one of my girlfriends. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm just, I want research on it. Let's get to the news. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. Oh boy, it's Wednesday and you know what that means. Our video is coming out on YouTube. Yeah. I don't know what our name of our channel is going to be, but do we know? Do we know Noah? <laughs> uh, yeah, the Nikki Glazer podcast. But uh, we're gonna. We're, there's a link on it on our Instagram page. Yes. And when time is it coming out? I mean, it'll be out by the time this episode. It's is gonna. Out. So 
Yeah, the episodes are going to be like a few days behind, like the video so release. So Monday's episode versus- is out today on Wednesday. Right, so and at about 2 p.m. Oh, Eastern time. Yeah, so the, by the time this podcast is coming out, it's, awesome. it's well it's well on online. Uh, and have all this wealth. <laughs> oh, right, never forget. <laughs> well, that's not. Never forget to say that. Analyzing over, analyzing over. What? Th- analyzing. Uh, that's a fun word. Um, Wait, well, just say I know it. it. Analyzing. Okay. Yeah. Um, over three, <laughs> over three hundred thousand songs from Spotify playlists. The world's most popular funeral songs for twenty twenty one are revealed. Oh, I hope you had this. Is that on there? Good riddance. Cigarette daydreams. You would know it if you just play it in your ear. You would know it. Um, once you start playing okay. it, because it's one of those songs, but I can't believe it's number one. Uh, see you again. Oh. I don't know that song. Really? Nope. All right. Well, keep that elephant in that cage. Your... Yeah, he's getting in there. Uh, see you again by Charlie Puth. What is what is that song? I want to see you. It's like the sad song he wrote on on his keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for letting us know how he wrote it. Wait. I, I don't know that song either. I bet you know that one. Charlie Puth? Play it, play it. Let's see. This is so funny. You go to someone's funeral and you're just mad you don't know this song. Okay. Like, really? He died and he picked that song? It's not song? even coming up like for like the See You Again. It's not even, there's a Miley Cyrus See You Again. Puth. Puth. I mean, it's literally not coming up. Well, Wait. it's it's a Wiz Khalifa song. Oh, yeah. In the long time. Out to my friend. And I'll tell you. Yeah. yeah, that one. Oh, Taylor Swift sings a great version of that in a live with well, Wiz Khalifa. Your and she's like, oh, it's so good. You guys got to check her out uh, singing that live with Wiz Khalifa. Mr. Yeah. Loverman, which I played what? Ricky Montgomery. I, Mr. Loverman. Just a sad singer-songwriter guy. That what do you want I'm, at your funeral? What, what songs are we talking? I don't know. This, so uh, this made me think differently because, you know, you got Supermarket Flowers. You got uh, Take Me Home, Country Road. Or Take Me, yeah, Creep, I'll See You Again. Like creep? all these sad ones. and then you So have- I creep? Oh, no, no, no. Radiohead. <laughs> I was going to say, what the hell? I'm a creep. And I would want to do the choral version that was in the- I don't want no scrubs. Scrubs. I mean, <laughs> like, that's just will you please put scrubs on my funeral playlist? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You have to. There's so, Just one at a, at like when there's the slideshow playing of all of my memories. <laughs> Number 12 is, is super bass. Super bass by Nicki Minaj, which made me think completely different about my funeral. Super bass. Oh, no, no, I know. This one was for the boys with the school assistant. That little girl singing on Ellen. Um, ding, 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 Got that super bass. Why is that a funeral song? Well, are why you are kidding me? Why are we picking me? sad songs? Why don't we fucking do some fun shit? I mean, New Orleans funerals are the best. There is, you know, I guess maybe it's in a minor key. I don't know anything about music, but per- there is something about the background noise of the super bass song that it starts out. It's like... Like there's a little bit of like a sadness to it. And I know minor keys are the ones that make things sadder. Yeah, there is a little bit of like a like What are you gonna what do you want to play at your funeral? Well that kind of changed how I would how I would view it. I think um I it would be very funny to play Dead Wrong by Biggie Smalls and Eminem because it's so inappropriate. Oh, I just to see like some people going 
is this someone played a wrong song? Like, I just right. want I just want one person to go, and maybe then in the middle of it, it switches over to some John Prine song and then back to dead wrong. And they'd be like, ah, Andrew got us even in death. My dad should do your <laughs> Puddles theme song. Oh, at my funeral. <laughs> I'll sing it with him. Wait, you think your dad's outliving me here? I mean, based on your eating habits, no. Super bass. No, my dad is a, probably going to last a pretty long time. Although he is tall, and tall people don't live that long. Yeah, why is that? Because they have to hold their hearts. Maybe it's, he has a lot to support. It's a, you know, it's a... How tall is he, though? He's like 6'2". Yeah, 6'2". Yeah. That's not so tall, though, where it's like, you know, 6'10". They, like, die from just, just falling. From yeah, yeah, just being so high up there. <laughs> just steel beams <laughs> melting it. <laughs> Jet fuel melting them. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> what paper airplanes hitting them and then they melt to death? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So next. Story. That's a good one. Do you, you believe that airplanes in the night, night sky guys. are like shooting stars? I could really use a wish right now. Wish right now. What happened uh, to that guy, Bob? Bob. Bob. I don't know. Bob. Bob Haley. Haley. Whatever her name is from Paramore. She's got a great voice. Oh, she's so good. Yeah, I like her a lot. She does a great version of uh, Use Somebody, Kings of Leon. She does. Oh, You know who does a great... Chris Cornell does uh, The Guy That Died. Yeah. Um, what the fuck song did he do? Uh, God, it's such a good rendition. It's acoustic, and it's in serious... I, I forget the name of it. But he did it, it on Howard, just, probably? I think so, and yeah. it's so fun. He, like... I you love don't realize versions. these rock and roll guys that, like, sing, like they could obviously hit these notes. Yeah. When they're just acoustic, you're like, oh, they're, like, the best singers on earth. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like oh, you just think rock and roll is just screaming. I mean, not like Slipknot, who got taken down by MGK. Oh, yeah, that was... <sighs> what did he say again? Oh, I saw that. He, uh, did you see that, Noah? Yes, I did. What did you think? What did he say well, there was, for our listeners um, and me? They were both performing at uh, Riot Fest. and You sent me this. You sent me this. That's why. I've... Sorry, go on. And they were both playing at the same time. And, um, <laughs> and <laughs> MGK goes something like, oh, uh, he said better was, that you're, you're here f- than, than, yeah. He said to the people like at his show, yeah, like to the crowd. Better than you're here than some old guys in like weird masks. Fifty or year old men in weird masks. Yeah. And uh and well because Slipknot said, you know, we don't change or you know, essentially they were calling out MGK for being a failed rapper and that's why he went into, you know, Blink one eighty two rap. It got a little it got a little deeper than that because when I found out more details, apparently <laughs> Apparently uh Corey Taylor was supposed to do some tracks on Machine Gun Kelly's song and Machine Gun Kelly uh, like had a lot of notes for him that, and it, Travis Barker like forwarded an email. And after Corey Taylor started, he's like, you know what? I think this is like not like I don't think I'm the right fit for it. Is he it. the lead singer of Slipknot? Yes. Okay. Yes. What did he tell him to take off the mask and act your age and put on a polo? <laughs> <laughs> put on a polo shirt and come in. I did see a, a really funny meme on Reddit last night that said, um, like. A Metallica fan and it was like some guy dressed like heavy metal and it was like Metallica lead singer and it was a guy holding a sh- like a Versace shopping bag in a polo with <laughs> like white flops. shorts and like a, a cut like perfectly cut hair with his kids I love that though. I love that too um, but someone wrote made a tweet though of MGK being like fuck you you old fucks like we're young and, and then it just circles on the bottom right 31 <laughs> 
<laughs> like, like he's thirty-one, which isn't old, and he but will it, be old. I, I'll like to see what he does with being old someday, because he talks a big game. You know, he he better act his age at some point too. But I love his use of weird. We talked about it yesterday when I was oh. talking about the vegan shirts. I said, "Is getting a shirt that says uh, eating animals is weird? Like, is that going to be triggering enough to people who eat animals to be like, no, I'm not weird. But when MGK oh. says weird, because we heard it first in his diss track for Eminem where he goes, hey, give him some clippers. His fucking beard is weird. And like calling Eminem's beard weird is so funny. Because it's the perfect way to describe it. Because if he said it's like, disgusting or like like uh whatever sporadic or whatever weird is just sporadic a <laughs> did you just watch clueless this weekend and learn a new word guys, i'm still big he literally just <laughs> watched clueless with me and there's a scene where wait i don't remember they goes, say sporadic yes oh. she's teaching ty how to be a better more articulate <laughs> and she's like you know ty like uh, we'll, we'll do it sporadically and she was like like, what does that word share? Like, I don't even know what that word is. And she was like, sporadic. It means once in a while. Try and use it in a sentence today. And then later on, Josh is like, all right, see you around, Ty. And she goes, yeah, I hope not sporadically. <laughs> well, Eminem's beard is sporadic. Sporadic. No, it's not. <laughs> it is because he doesn't have... He it's doesn't catchy? Ha it's not thick. It's okay. Like, well, it's thick, but it's it looks like it's... um. It's like once in a while. Plugs. His beard is once in a while. He has, like, hair plugs. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's take a break and come back with Why Do I Care and your special guest. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they are all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good from bbc radio 4 britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip i thought in that moment oh my god we've summoned something from this board this is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare.
Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time. Self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Okay, why do I care? Why do I care? Oh man, I don't know if you're going to care about this one, to be honest. I really don't. It's on the fence for me. Okay. Uh, Nicole Richie's hair catches on fire while blowing out candles at her 40th birthday party. It's on TikTok. She's blowing out her candles. Her hair. When people, I like that she's 40. <laughs> when people get caught on fire. I like people th- They go. <laughs> and then it like, gets bigger. And then they're like. Oh! Like, like, like watch this. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. It really catches. <laughs> And his, her husband wrote the first comment, that's hot, which is pretty funny. That's hilarious. Um, did it, so was her hair long in that or did she have extensions in, Noah? Uh, no, it's just her natural hair, shoulder oh, length. dear God, that is my worst nightmare. <laughs> I do care about this. I hate when my hair burns. Like they, there's. Have you ever caught on fire? I think my hair is going like, you know, it goes like, yeah. like when it burns, and a hair burns, it goes. And like, that smell. Oh, oh that smell. smell. I was like, oh, that's what dead fucking. I know. My dad sounds. used to come down to uh, his dressing room when I was in high school. Me and Taylor, who you were with last night, yeah. we used to iron our Taylor's hair. Taylor's so funny. Right? She's Aren't so my creative. high school friends yeah, she's insanely very, funny? She's very cool. I like her a lot. Uh, do you see where I got it and like didn't, I'm not even as funny as them. It's like insane. Well, she's, I just, she's, she's very Kirsten and her. She's her are, own thing. And it's she's singular. It's pretty amazing. She's amazing. And uh but we used to trying, iron our yeah, hair. Yeah. And like with an actual iron to get that Jennifer Aniston real straight, straight hair. And we had the straightest fucking hair going because irons we didn't have chi irons, like hair irons back in high, high school, early 2000s. We had like shitty ones that would not get hot enough and our hair would still be frizzy until we discovered the actual iron. So we would go downstairs in my dad's, like, you know, my closet, like their little closet room yeah. and put our hair on it and go and like iron it. And my dad would come downstairs and go, God, it smells like 
God, it smells like the Holocaust down here. I'm like, what? Why do you know what that? First of all, no, it does. Like, he's like, it's burning hair. It just smells like. It's like I'm just like that is a. You're like we're just trying to be pretty, Dad. (laughs) Like I was like, like, am I as am I I as skinny as them, Dad? Yeah, is that what you want? Um, Get on my knee, babe. I like the I like the smell of burning hair. Sometimes I don't know why. Maybe it reminds me of high school. I saw this guy. He did a shot, and I did this in Greece where they pour the. the uh, what's it called? Um, Uzo or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's and, like Greek uh, Greek liquor, mm-hmm. and they pour it in your mouth, and then they light it on fire in your mm-hmm. mouth, and then they throw si- cinnamon. Cinnamon. Mm-hmm. That's a tough word. Cinnamon on top, so it sparks, and it's so called the like volcano. Oh, so I'm like, the, and then you put out the fire by swallowing it. Right. That's the shot. Where I was I mean, in a bar, like where the guy. So there's a TikTok where it went all over the guy's face, and he's like, <laughs> and then he knocks out. The- it's a fire, and then he goes. Oh my god! Yeah, like, like when you're that drunk, you cannot feel pain, and when you're that embarrassed of lighting your hair on fire, yeah, you, you do don't even the, like. You just, and you have like third degree burns, and then you look like what a like, ever like the burn victim face. But you're dancing. not making fun of a burn victim. I'm just saying that oftentimes they ha- are smiling. Yeah. Um. Oh dear, we got to bring in your friend. Oh, dude, this is this is going to be weird for me, but also great. Uh, my best friend, one of my best friends. Oh wow, there he is, uh, Seth. <laughs> Seth Glass. Uh, can I say your last name? Yeah, of course. Seth Glassman is you, you here. You can say anything about me. Really, anything? Whatever you want. Nah, Seth I'm... Glassman is our guest. He is um, Andrew's college roommate. They met in the dorms. Is that when, where you met? Well. We met actually when we were about ten in summer camp at Kutcher Sports Academy, and, oh. and so we were friends at camp. And then I found out he was going to Tulane, and I had a different roommate who I got rid of to have Seth be my roommate. <laughs> okay, and Seth, um, wh- where do you live now, and and what do you do for a living? <laughs> uh, I currently reside in Los Angeles, and uh, I've always been in the restaurant business. Um, oh, okay, I've heard of you. Funny, no, Andrew's original roommate. They, he he claims he looked like me. Yeah, yeah. He goes, I should have been, I should have been your roommate because we look alike. Like he kept yeah. telling us that we look. So we should have been friends. Like you ever have you a friend that the guy, you and your old roommate looked like he looked like you. Yeah, he looked like Seth. Oh, he looked like Seth. So he was he wanted to be roommates with Seth and kick you out. <laughs> Maybe actually, well, I mean, Seth would have liked I think, that. I think it was almost like Andrew. You called me up like almost like a, like a, you wanted to be my girlfriend. Like, so we knew each other from summer camp and then he calls, he calls me up, you know, we got our roommate assignments and he calls me up, he goes, Seth, you know, I really want a room with you. And, and we had to go through this process of switching roommates. And then finally we got together. Little did I know it would not be a good decision on my part. Yeah, Seth, I wanted to have you on the show because I have obviously heard about Andrew in college and the penis pump incident. Were you a part of that, the penis pump story? I was. I was an intricate part of it. Were uh, you the one that found the penis pump while you were looking for a lighter in his yeah, desk? Yeah, why are we even friends anymore? You ratted me out. Yeah, but time heals all wounds. And <laughs> tell tell yeah. us your side of the penis pump story. At what point in college was this? Like, how far into living with Andrew um, did did this happen? Okay, so first of all, uh, thank you for having me on. Obviously, Andrew, great, great friend. Um, <laughs> Don't uh, set it up nice before no, you ruin it. No, 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 I know, but I'm also like I've become. You know, I listen to the show, and I want to thank Nikki and Noah. I think 
listening to them, I've kind of gotten to know them, which is, which is great. So I love the show. Great job, guys. Awesome. I feel I'm like awesome. I know you too. I'm glad you're yeah. here. Yeah. So, you know, summer camp in New York, if your parents just wanted to get rid of you for two months. So they, they <laughs> sent you up. So as a New Yorker, they sent us up to upstate New York. Andrew's parents disliked them so much, they sent them all the way from Florida to New York. When I was when I was seven, they yeah. just disliked being parents. Uh, it yeah. felt personal. Perhaps it was. I'm trying to lessen the blow, but yes. They sent yeah. my little brother. He's five. But anyways, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, and then so so now so now okay so fast forward so yeah freshman year roommates uh, in college and yeah I I was the one who found the penis pump so definitely an intricate part of that story. Were you? Um, how soon was it a regret that you were living with a guy who? you know, d- didn't do his laundry, doesn't really know how to take care of himself because Andrew truly like had no clue how to be an independent person when oh, you, yeah. when you it was deci- really bad back then. That was the first time you lived on your own, right? Yeah. So yeah. how soon was it a, a deep regret of yours that you accepted his uh, proposal of living together? Day one. Day one. Day one. Tell me, tell me about <laughs> no, like some no. of his. What could you have not foreseen happening? Okay, that was first happening? of all, day one, you got so fucked up yeah, that yeah. I tried to open the door to our dorm and I couldn't because your head was. I was hitting your head with the door. <laughs> yeah. You were on the floor, passed out in your underwear and a and a and a referee shirt. Yes, yes, and we will get to that story. No, there's no doubt about it. But the thing, Andrew. The difference between me and Nikki rooming with you now 22 years later, you probably have like this big place in St. Louis. There's probably like some separation, like a living room in between your two bedrooms. I was in the same room. You know what I mean? The the difference between – and he was – at that point, listen, he's grown so much. Andrew's – Not much. I I loved him back then. You know, I I don't regret because there's so many fond memories from that year. But, I mean, his – he was so disgusting underneath, and he's talked about it on the, on the show, I, I believe, but underneath his sheets in the dorm room, there was M&Ms. So there was M&Ms in between the mattress and the sheet. Oh it's good for and your he, back. It's, it's, yeah, uh, it, he, he really was uh, a little bit lost, but so was I. You know, and, yeah. And, and was, so was there a smell issue? Like, were you embarrassed <laughs> to bring girls back? What was his, like... He told me that he was pretty depressed that year. And I mean, it's 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 actually not funny. Like after the penis pump thing, you really got depressed and like never left. Was it weird living with someone who wouldn't leave their bed and like go to class and was just, you know, well, he feel, said that you almost lit his pile of clothes on fire. Well, now I feel bad. Is that maybe I, I, <laughs> no, he's thriving now. To that depression after finding the penis bump, I feel really bad. No, um, I mean, you definitely I did contribute honestly, to it, swinging it around, going, "What is he this?" Goes, he swung it what around. He goes, "What is this?" Well, remember, you guys, you guys, now you talk about it, and you even play this game where you go into each other's room and you try to find something. To me, yeah. I, we didn't have all these toys and all this stuff going around. Sure, I, I, I hadn't been privy to that. Andrew, Andrew was. A version at the time, um, but still went and got an STD test. Um, yeah. And you know, I I I honestly didn't know what it was at first. Yeah, and I started waving it around and stuff like that. But you then called I called twenty yeah, girls. You was, called uh, twenty it, girls. Yeah, we forgot yeah. that part where you got a room of people. You filled the room with people like a surprise party for him to come back and walk <laughs> in and see you swinging it around, going, "What is this? What is this?" And Andrew, what did you say? Uh, that's my penis bump. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I think similar to 
maybe comedians now and you guys could, but uh, I probably crave attention as well. So sure. I, I, and I'll you find take... a penis pump. It's like, I'm sorry. You were definitely going to call someone out on that. You're a freshman. Yes, we're all of immature. Course. I love that he did it. It's amazing. But, but then they all left. The, they just laughed at you and then left the room and left you in there for and then eight I tried months. To, I tried to make up a story that I bought it as a gag for Seth. Oh boy. And that <laughs> backfired because there was like lotion in it. Let me like ask you something, guys. Do, if if I'm like on this show, do, does this go on my IMDb? Um, okay, because, no, okay. no. I don't even have an IMDb. So. Yeah. Oh no, no. See. Okay. So listen. There's a little known fact. I was on an episode of Hell's Kitchen like ten years ago. Oh. Yeah, what yeah, did yeah. you get yelled at by old uh, Gordo? No, I was a judge, and and I actually had a line on the show. I was like a celebrity judge. They were doing a con- competition, uh, and back to your original point, I've been in the restaurant business my whole life, so I was operating a steakhouse at the time, and they were doing these burgers. Like The chefs were doing these burgers, and I had to judge the burgers, and, and I had a line. And if you go back further, this is not on the IMD page, but I was in the fourth grade performance of West Side Story, which oh, was okay. fourth grade? Yes. They were doing West Side Story? Yeah, well, Andrew and I are forty-one, so we're. That, I mean, that doesn't make a d- difference. I just feel like it was. Oh, I guess like back an, then they just yeah. didn't care about. Well, Seth doing also tragic- took an acting class in college, <laughs> and he thought he was going to be an actor. But you uh, hear his voice; he's from Long Island. Yeah, it's very, it's very distinct. He talks with his hands. He's like, "Hey, over here, I'm Seth Glassman with gel in my hair." Kind Who of did thing. you play in the fourth grade play <laughs> rendition of West Side Story? So I was a shark. I was Pepe. My girlfriend in the show was Consuelo. And, you know, as <laughs> actors and comedians, you guys all appreciate this. I I practiced for like seven months. I went to these rehearsals, two rehearsals. I had one line. I had one line. It was right before the, the number I like to live in America. You know, and it's like, yeah. oh, I came to America with my heart open. And I came to America with my arms open. And my girlfriend, Consuelo, said that line. And so mine, the line was... You came with your mouth open. Yes, I know that line. I know yes. that guy. I nailed it. I nailed it. I had seven That's... months of practicing, but I nailed that one line. Well, what happened? Where Where did your dream get derailed? What What? Uh, when did you give I up just... on being an actor? Because I, I also wanted, had dreams of being an actress and realized they, I'm not, I must not be good at this because it's, I'm not getting any roles. Where? When did you, when did your dream die? You know what? Uh, I don't think the dream ever really existed. Um, I, I, I crave the know. attention, but uh, oh, okay. But 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 New Orleans, um, as far as a professional standpoint, New Orleans really did impact my career because it heightened the interest in the restaurant business. Great city for food and cuisine and yeah. culture. Fell in love with it and moved to LA. You worked for a guy when I got arrested. He was in jail on a DUI. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Cafe Nino's. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- if you if you want to go originally, I was a pizza boy. I was a pizza boy. Yeah. Mama Teresa is on Long Island. Um, and tell us, uh, tell us. Okay, as a guy in the restaurant industry, tell us um, as like uh, patrons of restaurants. Yeah. What are some things you guys are talking shit about us about? Like, what's the most annoying thing um, to get like to hear about back in the kitchen, or like what's what's something you guys know about us that we might not know about ourselves in terms of being customers. <laughs> Um, well, everyone thinks of us as, you know, people in the hospitality business and we like you and we want to take care of you. We, we don't, we, no. we, no, we, we don't. So just you don't about, care about our day. You don't no, like no. care it's that we had a great me. evening and that the food, we enjoyed our meal and about we're celebrating this anniversary. You don't uh, care. 
But that, that's your whole thing. You go up there, you go, hey, you want a good table? I got you. I'm uh, going to take care of you. you that's know. not real? No, secretly, I'm lying. Secretly yeah. I'm lying. Do you feel, do you leave, do you, is there a part of you that feels sad inside that you're living a lie? Like you have to go in and, and like, and maybe you are getting to act every day. This is your. No, that, that, no honestly, it would be exhausting. I, I, I. Let's backtrack. I, I, I truly yeah. do love what I do. Uh, yeah. 20 years later. Why do you love what you do? Um, it might be that people pleaser in me. You know, I mm-hmm. like to show people a good time. I get He's genuine satisfaction at out of people, you know, especially now you talk about the last two years. So people are using, you know, this is an opportunity to to get away, right? To 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 have two, three hours with their friends and family, enjoy themselves and, um to be a part of that and to see the smiles on their faces is actually pretty rewarding. So. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad to hear that. What, do you, um, are you, do, are you, do you have a family? Do you have a wife? Do you have kids? Never married. No kids. Um, very the restaurant industry with- is very, um, I feel like there are a lot of single people. Like it, it tends to just breed like people that just hang out at late night at late hours. You guys live kind of just, just uh, like party lifestyles. I guess it starts out that way. As you age, have you kind of like stopped doing that or are you still yeah, in that definitely, lifestyle? Definitely uh, approaching eight years sober. Uh, so definitely. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean. Uh, what what led you there, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I don't mind at all. I thought you guys could ask me anything. Um, it started affecting my life. You know, like I feel like. I couldn't be, uh, it sounds like generic, but like the best person I could be. So once it started preventing me, you know, my production and, and the way I was. Um, I Can you give me an not- example of how, how a, a time where you were just like, oh, like, was it the hangovers? Was it the being drunk itself? The saying things you didn't mean following up in the morning with texts of like, what did I do? Uh, just being tired. What no, was, how was, know, it I was always a fun drunk. I mean, you could, you could. Go back to Andrew's first story. I mean, I was 17 years old, you know, 1997. Well, we got down to we were freshmen in 1998, but I was still 17. So I wasn't even 18. We go down to the French Quarter for the first time, 11 o'clock in the morning. We're walking down the French Quarter, all of us in the doors. And I asked for a shot of tequila and a beer. And the guy lines up three shots of tequilas and three beers at 11. Yeah. I said, what is this? <laughs> this is three for one happy hour at 11. o'clock. So for at a that quarter. Point, I knew it was going to be an interesting four years. And uh, it kind of, you know, that night, yeah, did lead to me uh, on the Passing floor. Passing out in front yeah, of the Yeah, on the floor. With- you got a big head, though. I don't. Maybe you were like across the room. <laughs> he had a lot of gel in his hair, too. He's fine. Still. Um, like the door. Still a lot of gel. Depth. Depth. Yeah. Yes. I combined. Well, well, here's yeah. the thing. So during the pandemic, people started going for like toilet paper and sanitizer. I had a buddy of mine because I was actually in the Midwest at the, at the time. And I had a buddy of mine from California and he was worried that I was going to run out of gel. He sent me like two tubs of that death. So I wouldn't run run out during the pandemic. What so. happens to your hair if it doesn't have that in it? Like, do you... Have you? It's, are you it's even good. willing it's to good. try? It's good. it's good dry. It's good dry. Yeah. It's, it's just uh, uh, that's what Andrew says every night. Yeah. I do like it like that. <laughs> masturbates. Wait. So okay, I want to just get back really quickly. Yes. Uh, you're coming up on eight years of not uh, of being sober. Um, Andrew's coming up on three. Yeah, three years. December. I'm coming up on ten. Of, of just sober wow. from alcohol, but. Thank you. Um, I'm wondering, like, for people listening, I think that whenever the subject comes up, it's kind of just interesting because either I'm sure people have either stopped listening at this point if they're 
if they still want to keep drinking and they don't want to hear about people yeah. who because I remember when I still wanted to drink I didn't want to hear about people being sober or like that lifestyle because you just think it's so impossible like your life I'm guessing revolved around drinking probably every night it was who you were it was part of your personality what was it like when you first stopped like what how was it as hard as you thought was it um well what yeah to your point I don't think everyone tunes out I, I don't preach right I don't tell people what to do or what's best for them sure. and stuff like that so you know when when asked about it in this perspective I just tell you know my story, right? What was best for me, um, yeah. and and how how my life improved after I stopped. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was you know in the restaurant business, it, it is conducive, but but there's a lot of you know jobs that are stressful or late hours and stuff like that. But I don't know if all the jobs necessarily have like a full bar at your disposal. <laughs> yes. You know, it's not Mad Men anymore. Yeah, yeah. But so. I guess I'm asking. Did you, when you, you know, let's say nine years ago, could you have ever envisioned your life without alcohol? Was that something that, like, could you have pictured your life without alcohol? No, it wasn't until I realized that, like, yeah, I wanted to do it for me. A, a few other people had mentioned it to me. Oh, it might be a good idea to sure. stop. Um, <laughs> yeah. But until I physically decided that it would be the best thing. Um, and then, you know, everyone's got their, their own story. You know, for me, I'm, I'm blessed because I, I really don't think about it all that much. And, and as someone who's around it daily, literally. Yeah. Um, it, Does know. it make dating hard? Let's talk about that because I find that it's just so – it's such a social lubricant. Uh, you know, people – liquid courage, uh, all these things. Like the idea of having sex with someone for the first time, even making that first move with a girl. All of these things are so – or a guy. It's so much easier when you've had a couple drinks and you like – Drinking on a first date just eases this awkwardness that's in the air of like, are we going to see each other naked later? That did you find that your dating life changed a lot uh, after you ceased to drink? Not not for me. Uh, not yeah. for not for me. I, I would assume that there are some women who are like a little weird about it, right? Oh, should I drink around him? Or I I want to drink like a lot or or whatever. I, sure. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It it, it it could affect, you know. I'm talking more getting. about your experience, though. Let's like no. less. Of, I, it's pretty personable. Really? Person. Like, yeah. Like, so what was compelling you to drink in the first place then? Because so often I think people drink because they want to get out of the discomfort of socializing or like, you know, for me, it was like, oh, this I, I really want to have sex, but I'm so scared of it. Oh, this thing makes it very easy for me to be intimate with someone like what was drinking helping you with? Sure. I'm sure there was underlying issues that I was trying to push down um, yeah. and, and, and trying to hide. But I also liked, again, this goes back to to partly, you know, the people pleaser and wanting to to be the host. Right. Uh, I wanted to be the life of the party. Right. So it wasn't right. enough to, you know, if Andrew had six. I also am competitive. If Andrew had six drinks, I wanted to have eight. You know, I just kept. Yes. I was always like rallying people. We were Let's very competitive shots. with yeah. shots. You know, so. It was like, you know, and, and Andrew was very nice for saying it. I, I was always a very personal book guy to begin with, but I wanted to take it to even another level. What were the three things you, you bragged about in college that you never experienced? <laughs> um, well, this was before <laughs> before we had cameras on our cell phones. So I never really owned the camera. Um, okay. <laughs> These are the three. This is how he'd introduce himself, pretty much. No! Like, I'm Seth. I don't own a camera. I don't own a camera. I've never had a nosebleed, and yeah. I've never farted. What? Yeah, 
Yeah. And then what did you say when you go, well, what about when you shit? He goes, oh, this sound when the shit hits the water. Yeah. Wait, have you still, are you just not someone who farts? Nah, I, I, I finally farted. So you have to cross that. <laughs> For eight years you've been farting. Yeah. Now it's been a real problem. Um, That's hilarious. Yeah. But, Has your nose bled yet? No, nose is not bled. Um, okay. But, but. And even without the phones, I did have like a little Polaroid at some point. Okay. All right. Out of those three, we're actually only down to one. And if someone really wanted to knock it loose, they could probably punch me in the face. And I'm sure it would bleed. So then then we could cross everything. (laughs) And then you probably fart. What's the restaurant you work at so people can punch you in the face and maybe you can promote it on your own? Well, so here's the thing. Nikki alluded to it in one of the first episodes where she was um, she was doing a comedy bit and she was outside Katana and they wouldn't let her. Oh my her. god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that I, guy, that woman was so they were so weird to me I know. about Nick, standing there. Nikki, I want you to know, I fixed it. I fixed it. You did? I, yeah, I, I addressed it. I addressed the issue, but I didn't bring oh, up your name oh. or anything like that. But I addressed. It. I, I addressed. I've had dinner there, and it was such a good dinner and such a good experience. Actually, so wait, so what happened? So I was waiting for. David Spade to come pick me up. I was wearing a ridiculous outfit because I was doing a paparazzi shot before oh, then. The I was wearing that outfit? pink outfit. Okay. And I didn't want to stand like on the street on sunset. Like pe- it was st- still at like light outside. And I was waiting for him to come pick me up. And so I was standing in front of Katana and they go, you can't stand here because you're not like going to dinner here. And I was like, he's I, he was supposed to pick me up at the store, but I didn't want to even walk by the store because there were comics there. And I was dressed like, uh, you know, like yeah. cowboy Barbie. <laughs> and so I go, can I just stand here? And, um, the guy kind of didn't say anything, and then the woman came up, and she was, like, sorting menus. And, uh, and now that it's fixed, I feel bad about this, but I just go – she she kind of looked at me and was like, can I help you? And was, like, very nice, like, hi. like, And I go, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not eating here. I'm just, like, waiting for a friend to pick me up. I'm so embarrassed because of the way I'm dressed. And she was like, you can't – then you can't stand here. And I was just like, Ooh. please. I go, it's going to be, like, a minute. And she was like – I'm sorry, you can't. And I was just like, <laughs> really? And I had to walk into, yeah. th- so there was construction on the sidewalk. There was no sidewalk. So I had to walk into this like fake, like uh, sidewalk they've made on the, on the People on the probably street. thought you were a hooker. Let's be honest. They totally did. And then yeah. David Spade picked me up, so they 100% do. Yeah. So I get in the car, <laughs> and I literally just, uh, I pulled down my mask, and I was like, thank you so much to the guy, like, the guy yeah. that ratted me out. I just yeah. gave him a, a real look, and I felt, vi- like, very victorious. But um, thanks for fixing that. And I, I honestly did have a great meal at oh, Katana Oh, that food's so good there. Yeah, yeah. so that, that company, Innovative Dining Group, uh, Roku, Boa, Katana. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I lived, uh, again, I lived in L.A. for the better part of 20 years. Year. So, so a lot of it, you know, on the Sunset Strip and, uh, you know, uh, upscale, ni- nice restaurants and, and great company to work for. Well, thanks for fixing that. Let's get to the final thought. I want to know, um, uh, and I hate this question, but why are you um, single? Okay. Do, do we want to talk <laughs> at all about the frat house burning there or no? We don't have time. We don't don't try to flip it on Dodging my... It. We're talking about your fire. I mean, the the that was burning down is such a tragic story because Andrew got this goddamn cat with his girlfriend yeah. that you were probably just trying to impress her. So you got this expensive cat yeah, that didn't even live bucks. a year. Yeah. She yeah. couldn't keep it in her dorm, so it ended up living with you in your dorm room. No, fraternity house. Or Which, in your frat house. Cat in, your in a frat. Room. Yeah. Which was also where the lyrics for um, Hit the Bottle uh, she hits the bottle. Oh, my God. Did you, you find that, right? hit the bottle? 
Oh yeah, I, I, of course I read it, but 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 the lyrics burned down. He had to redo it. See, everything oh burned down. Wait, so yeah. tell me when you found his poetry. Tell me what we. How did you find that? That's better than the penis pump. No, a lot better than the penis pump. I I have a little different spin on the on the the fire the burning. Okay. Down. Okay. So okay. So li- li- literally, it was after finals. It was on May May two thousand May two thousand. Okay. Right? Yeah, May, May 1999 or whatever, May 2000. So we, we finished finals for the year. I was actually going back to New York the next day. I was going to come back to New Orleans for summer school. So uh, we go out to dinner. There's like five or six of us. I believe when the house started burning, only one person was in the house. Andrew, correct me. I think it was Paul. He ran out of the house. Unfortunately, the cat didn't make it. The firemen, when they were The going cat didn't make it. Paul lived. Uh, that, Paul, there was, was like, a pause. Wait. So okay, the he, cat only held it, yeah. the cat up and he said, whose cat is this? But it was it was dead, sadly yeah. enough. So that was, oh, yeah. God. Yeah, that was the mortality. Sorry about that. Did he go, what but, is this? As he was much, swinging it yeah. around like he like was Like a helicopter, bump? like North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah and he threw it away in the garbage. It was, jackpot. I, I, I could get into that. And now it's a computer. <laughs> jackpot. You know, okay, so 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 I go home, okay, but but here's the thing. So the house is burning down. We get back to the house. I'm looking. So we're like three blocks away, and we're like, oh, there's a fire. There's a fire. And then as we're getting closer, we're like, oh, it's the frat house. And so we spend like the next two or three hours outside the frat house, basically watching it burn. Um, and and I got a flight the next morning to go home. I'm surprised at my mother for Mother's Day. So. I don't know whether to get on this flight, what to do. I, I have no idea. My stuff's burning down, you know. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to surprise her for Mother's Day. I just get on the flight. So I surprised her. and It was a nice Mother's Day gift and stuff like that. But I walked into the house. And this is, again, showing my age. I had a newspaper under my hand. I read the newspaper. And I still had soot on my face from the smoke. Jesus. And, and, and she hadn't seen me all semester. And she's like, what happened to you? What happened to you? I said, Andrew burned down the front house. You look like a <laughs> chimney sweep from Mary yes. Poppins. It's like Andy Garcia from that movie where he saves someone, you know? So, anyway. so wait, so yeah. no? I don't know. What is it? But in any case, I go, my mom goes, well, what, what do you want this? Uh, she, she was very nice. She's like, let's go get some underwear and socks because I didn't have anything. I mean, he burned everything. <laughs> yeah, that referee shirt. You're welcome. Yeah, lost, yeah. lost wait, the whole. You found Andrew's poetry, though. Which he had written in his depressive this state after the penis pump. kind of why I lit the house on fire. To get rid <laughs> yeah, of the poetry. Yeah, to get rid of any um, <laughs> evidence that you had emotions. Um, what, so where did you find this poetry and what, what did you think when you found it? So technically, I guess we were roommates two years because we were roommates in the dorms freshman year. And then sophomore year in the Pike House, we weren't living in the same room. But there was like 10 rooms in the Pike House and he lived across the hall. Now, our room People like to hang out. It was me and our other friend, Glenn. It was nice. It was it was comfortable. His room was, again, disgusting. He still wasn't at his adult stage a, yet. A, a, it would have been of animal abuse to have that. Like, the yeah. cat, like, it, did it a, self a favor by dying in that inferno. Based Pretty on much. The Pretty conditions much. The cat wanted it out. His room. The cat wanted yeah. it out. Um, <laughs> the room no, was think, a litter box. I think, I think in the whole mess of the room, there was like this piece of paper on the floor, and I picked it up, and I went back, and I started reading it to Glenn, and then he later explained to us that it was about his mother. So, and it was called. She hits the bottle. She yeah. goes full throttle. Were there any other? Well, I know you guys. Are, you guys are trying to do some songs together. So, yes. I, I think this should be revisited as you enter. I, yeah, your add a couple career. minor. I think it's a it. great idea 
to re to to write she hits the bottle we uh, need to do that as a country song uh, i think i got a good singer for it too i think it would really help you um process some feelings yeah get, i'm down All i right. would do anything for the charred remains uh, like like burnt like a pirate's map that would look so cool like in a oh, oh and i'd God. frame it and everyone would go fucking all sing. right well why are you single we have one minute oh yeah um i don't know if i could sum it up in one minute I mean, I think there's women over the course of my career that it might have worked with, but mm-hmm. to me, I mean, what what does that mean? So you just said over the course of my career. That's I think that just answers everything. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ding 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 ding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a bad sign. Oh, maybe yeah. I could be on F- maybe I could be on F Boy Island. I mean, honestly, if we did a F Boy Island with like older people, which I I would love to do because these dating shows, no one knows what they want in their twenties. These things aren't gonna last. Yeah, I would love to have someone like you because oh, it's if it, he'd be amazing. I only ask because I'm 37 and and single as well, and and I get asked that a lot, and it's like Walter. I am interested now in people our age who haven't. Like had long. I mean, I don't know about your dating history, but aren't married with kids, and yes. and why we've chosen that because clearly we've chosen it. Because if we yeah. wanted it, well, you can get it, especially yeah. if if you're a man. Yeah. So uh, I think a few things. So first, on F, it, you're right. It would have been awesome when a few people got eliminated. If Andrew came out, I mean, he would have been the only one with the, we like tried. a great, a great we beard. We tried. Okay. We wanted to have him be a character named Ragu, yeah, who Ragu. just was an older man that showed up. He had these like, <laughs> like neon sunglasses, like blue blockers. He was at these gold chains, and so he would just show up as a joke. Like we we would show up on set, and he, we'd be like, "Ragu's here," and he's just wearing like basketball shorts with like dirty flip flops. And like in my head, I was like, "Maybe they will put me on tonight." Yeah, maybe, maybe the joke a sneaking will happen. Suspicion. Yeah, yeah. The, the short answer, I, I I always envisioned myself being a young father, but. Yeah, I never really fell in love with someone to the point where I was like, all right, I want to spend the rest of my life with this woman. Well, good for you knowing that you're not just going to do it to get it done and you're waiting for the right person because that's hard to do. And um, and yeah, like we all have dreams of certain things and maybe you dream of being a young father or an actor and those things don't end up looking like you think they're going to look. And I always look at Dev- David Letterman becoming a father at the age of like 60 yeah. or something. Like – he, I think it's probably something he wished he had done sooner, but it's definitely not something he regrets having done later. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that changed him. The way the Letterman we have now—that's just like this. Just his his young son. He's like you know probably in his seventies at this point, but his son is like twelve, thirteen. I don't know. I just I think there's something being an old dad isn't so bad. And I think well, it, think it's about still being your a grandfather is usually a great like father figure like yes. they've, they've yeah. let the ego go they're not working as much so you might as well have a kid at 70 yes they're gonna see you yeah. die in three years yeah but it's a fine. little you wiser, got a cool beard a wiser. Uh, you're wiser. wiser and you don't you know they don't need to be picked up or like have you around when they graduate like, i gotta all... throw a ball with my son it's like shut up like he has plenty of kids to throw a ball yeah, with it's it's fine um it's <laughs> <laughs> uh Seth, it was great having you on the show. You were wow. amazing and yeah, uh, just a, a perfect guest for someone who, you know, might not be broadcasting every day of their life. It's sometimes iffy, but you were great. Yeah, and I thank you so much. He's really good. You'll have to um, come back again. It was really fun. Uh, thank you for being here. We got to go. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening to the show. We'll be back here tomorrow. Do you want to hit the jackpot, Seth? Huh? Yeah, you want to you jackpot with us? Yeah, I'll do jackpot. All right. Don't be care. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> Looking for some amazing TV to stream? 
Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in L.A. Now they are in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb, available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you.